Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the I Can Hear Music podcast. I really apologize for the delay between the last episode and this one, but don't worry, I pick up right where I left off with a really good podcast. On this week's episode, I welcome musician, singer, and founding member of the Beach Boys, David Marks. David has had such a fascinating career. Not only is he a founding member of the Beach Boys and plays on all of their early albums, but after the Beach or after he leaves the Beach Boys, he played in this band called David and the Marksmen. They were signed to AM, Herb Albert signed them. And after that, uh, he became kind of a session musician. He played with Delaney and Bonnie. He also played with Warren Zevon. Uh, later on, he went on kind of a little bit of a spiritual quest and uh, went out to Boston and kind of really studied how to play guitar. And then uh, in the 80s, uh, he kind of came back and hooked up with Mike Love again and started playing uh, with the Beach Boys a little bit. He uh, was part of the 50th reunion tour. He also uh, is part of the monument that was unveiled in their hometown of Hawthorne. And besides that, um, you guys also may recognize his name uh, from the podcast I did with the author John Stebbins. John wrote a book about him called The Lost Beach Boy, which I highly recommend you check out. You can find on Amazon. Um, we talk about that on the podcast a little bit and also on the one I did with uh, John Stebbins and also how they're going to update it so you can hear what's happened uh, in the past 15 years with David's life. David is also a member of the Surf City All-Stars, who I talk about endlessly on this podcast, but go to their website at surfcityallstars.com. Also, I really want to thank uh, David's wife, Carrie, uh, Marks for helping set up this interview, as well as John Stebbins for putting me in touch with her. Um, and also, I really wanted you guys to go to my website at ICanHearMusicPod.com uh, to find all my social media stuff. And I really hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the I Can Hear Music Podcast with David Marks. All right, guys, I wasn't uh, able to meet up with David in person, so I had this conversation with him over the phone at his home out here in California. Uh, I'm going to kind of do this podcast the way I did other ones, like the Dean Torrance one, where I kind of set up the clips about what we're talking about and then let him take it from there. In this first clip, I ask him kind of just how he got into playing guitar. And right away, he starts uh, talking about the first uh, guitar he got and kind of how him and Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys started playing guitar together. What were your first influences when you were growing up? What got you to start playing guitar? Well, um, I saw uh, a kid and his sister performing at the Biltmore Hotel in Hermosa Beach, uh, John Moss and his sister. That um, was sort of a, a book, book club for old ladies. It was in the ballroom at the Hermosa Biltmore. And, uh, uh -huh. John and his sister, they were performing there. So that was, I was there with my mom. I was like 10, 9 or 10 years old. And so when I saw John, like he was probably 15 or 16 years old. So when I saw him with Fender Stratocaster up on the stage doing that, it just struck a nerve. So I decided, uh, my mom knew his mom and she got me in with him so he could show me some guitar chords. And, and my mom got me a, a Sears guitar when I was 10. So. John Moss taught me some chords and um, I told Carl Wilson about John and Carl also visited John and learned some stuff from John. John incidentally became one of the Walker brothers. They were a big band in England and mm -hmm. they had hits here But uh, Carl and I took it from there and, and started learning from records and stuff. And how, how long after this, like how old were you at this time? You were probably like 13 or... 
I was ten. You were ten. Wow. When I got my when I got my first guitar, and Carl got his guitar around the same time. He was twelve. So we started playing together right around the same time we got our guitar. He had, also had a Sears guitar, and um, his was better than mine. No, <laughs> his was electric. But what happened was I bought Johnny's uh, old. He had like a, a, a the guitar that he started on. He sold it to me. It was in this next clip, David kind of talks about what him and Carl uh, kind of brought to Brian's songwriting. It's always very interesting because Brian is such a kind of, like he was a big fan of the four freshmen, so a lot of his harmonies are jazz-inspired. And in this clip, David kind of talks uh, about what him and Carl uh, did in terms of bringing rock and roll to that. Well, the Beach Boys was like a thing that evolved. It was, uh, Brian would have like a couple of buddies come over, like, Al Jardine and they would sing for freshman stuff or folk music and mm-hmm. Carl and I were learning how to play Dick Dale songs mm-hmm. and Chuck Berry songs and it was like one day Brian was fooling around and he was doing the chords to Surf for Girl and he had Carl and I play guitars to it mm-hmm. and it wasn't too long after that we were doing uh, the Chuck Berry type guitar parts to Brian's songs mm-hmm. and uh, he liked it so evolved into jazz vocals and rock and roll guitars, which created a brand new sound that everybody loved. And, um, you know, the rest is history after that. In this next clip, I talked to David a little bit about what it was like recording the uh, first Beach Boys album and what it was like for him to be on the radio at such a young age and what it did to his schooling. About two years, a little over two years before we went in, I was um, pushing age 13. I was, I was about 12 and a half years old. We were uh-huh. going in and recording the demos, Surf and Safari, 409, and I think it was uh, Lonely Sea or something like that. And those are the demos we presented to, or Murray Wilson presented to Capitol Records. Actually, every most every label in town turned them down first and then Capitol picked them up. And uh, those were our first, that was our first double-sided hit, 409 and Surf and Safari. And you were, that's crazy, you were so young, 13. What was that like being on the radio, going to school and everything when you were on, you know, playing on the radio? Yeah, it seriously interfered with my school. <laughs> so they had to get Carl and I some tutors. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, but uh, that didn't last, so. I eventually got a GED, though, after that. But I, I, I had left school to go on tour, um, so my education was with the Beach Boys on the road. After playing on their first four albums, David decided to leave the band. In this next clip, he kind of talks about the process that led to him quitting the Beach Boys. Things don't end, and they don't start abruptly, like overnight. It's, it's yeah. with, uh, with our situation, like the Beach Boys evolved over a period of time, you know, musically, especially with Brian and, and, our, and Carl and, and my guitar sounds, developing the actual sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't like an overnight thing. And also, my departure from the band took many months. Um, that wasn't overnight either. It was like, I, I announced that I wanted to quit the band and pursue my own mm-hmm. music, but I had obligations with contracts and things after that. and. Uh, and then when I finally did leave the touring band, I still recorded a few things with Brian after that when the boys were on the road mm-hmm. because Brian started 
staying back from the road and, and doing a lot more producing and writing is that's when uh, Al came back and, and replaced Brian on the road with bass and high parts, mm-hmm. the uh, soprano or the uh, falsetto parts. So that was uh, that was really cool because what we didn't think we were going to have a, a touring career without Brian, yeah. who didn't want to tour any longer. So. After leaving the Beach Boys, David uh, formed a band called David and the Marksmen. Uh, they were signed to, one of the first bands signed to Herb Alpert's A&M Records. In this next clip, uh, David talks a little bit about how Murray Wilson actually first wanted to produce them. And the story goes that uh, Murray heard us rehearsing. Because uh-huh. we, we lived across the street from the Wilsons, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Um, wanted to produce the marksman and I kind of said no because he was a big reason why I wanted to leave the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. So he um, because he wanted to actually try and compete with the Beach Boys. Yeah. And um, he ended up doing that with a band called the Sunrays. Despite the marksman having some local success and a couple of singles, um, there was rumors that uh, Murray Wilson kind of prevented them from getting bigger than they were. And here's David talking a little bit about that. Little story about Murray was that he got. Uh, I heard from some inside sources that he was a little vindictive and um, kind of sabotaged the marksman behind the scenes a little bit by preventing the radio stations to do airplay with the marksman. Yes. You know, th- threatening to hold back Beach Boys releases and exclusives uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. So, it was, um, and then, you know, I wouldn't actually, at that time, I wouldn't put it past Murray doing something like <laughs> that. He was, uh, yeah. you know, looking out for his own sons and so he was probably capable of anything. After leaving the Beach Boys and the Marksmen, uh, David kind of wanted to be known as a musician and guitar player in his own right without the uh, pedigree that preceded him. One of the first bands he kind of linked up with was uh, Delaney and Bonnie, and he was the first guitar player with them, and here's him kind of talking about what happened with that. Yeah, I, um, I did that without anyone knowing about my association with the Beach Boys, which was yeah. kind of awesome. I was able to just make it on my own, you know, uh, merits as a guitar player. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, which was really cool. Yeah, I was uh, playing, doing a session with Jim Keltner, okay. who is a very famous uh, session drummer. Mm-hmm. So he said, after the session, why don't you come by with me? I have a rehearsal with the band. We're looking for a guitar player. So. It happened to have been Delaney and Bonnie and friends, and so I did two rehearsals with them, and then a couple of dates with them, and I know it was a nightclub called the Golden Bear in Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. where I was replaced by, first by Dr. John, and then I was replaced by uh, Eric Clapton. Oh, that, that is crazy. So I didn't do much of a stint with them, but they, I love that band. That first album was really, really great. After playing with these bands and kind of really trying to figure out his craft, David ended up moving to the East Coast. I had always thought that he went to uh, the Berkeley School of Music, but uh, as he says in this next clip, that he ended up going to the conservatory and kind of learning about um, jazz and kind of uh, being under the tutorage of some other people. And here's him kind of talking about him being on the East Coast and uh, learning what that brought to his guitar playing. 
Well, you know, I tried that um, for a summer, uh-huh. and it really didn't work out because of a number of reasons. Um, my requirements didn't fulfill, you know, um, the requirements for being a full-time student. Uh-huh. I didn't have a diploma or any formal training, previous formal training or any of that. So what I did was I snuck around the corner to the um, boss, or it was the New England Conservatory of Music where I, I met their, um, their resident composer, uh-huh. Avram David, and he took me in you know, as sort of like a, a moonlighting thing and just uh, sort of as a private student and um, taught me, like, shoot, some, like, invaluable lifetime of stuff. That man taught me about music and stuff and just, like, he introduced me to his teacher, okay. Margaret Shaloff, who, you know, taught Miles Davis how to play mm-hmm. the piano and just, you know, numerous people she taught. That's amazing. So it was, it was like a spiritual lesson you know, uh-huh. as well as a musical lesson from those guys. After taking time to raise a family, he ended up moving back to the West Coast and uh, slowly started becoming part of the Beach Boys family again. He's toured with Mike Love, probably through the 80s, and then he's also toured with the uh, Brian Wilson Band. He was also part of the 50th Reunion Tour. He's part of the Monument in Hawthorne. Here's me kind of asking him about uh, what it was like to be on the 50th Reunion Tour and what the dynamic was with the Beach Boys, and also me talking to him about the a book that was written about him, The Lost Beach Boy, and uh, what the future holds for that. So here's the last clip. Yeah, I did. It was very enjoyable. Um, it was different than, you know, the 60s. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody kind of picks up where they left off with yeah. personalities and everything. But uh, no, it was great. It was a, a great success overall. Mm-hmm. And did you think you're going to ever play with the Beach Boys again? Like, do you think you'll do another tour like that ever? Well, after that, I did three tours with Brian's band. Mm-hmm. And then I did uh, a month with Mike in England. Oh, really? Um, and then I did a, another month with Mike on an East Coast run. Um, but I haven't, I haven't played with Mike's Beach Boys lately in the last year. I, I really can't see, um, you never, with this band, you really yeah. can't predict the future. There's yeah. no way to predict what's going to happen, but I, I really don't see playing with Brian's band in the future. Okay. But again, you can never say never, never with say this that. situation. <laughs> and uh, just the last thing I want to ask you about is because I talked to John Stebbins as well, and he said that you might be updating your book, The Lost Beach Boy. Oh yeah, we're trying to get an update on the book. Um, so keep your head up and we'll, we'll announce when it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Thank you so we'll much. We'll give you a heads up, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, David. Thank you for taking the time to just do that. Oh, well, um, no problem. My pleasure. All right. Thank you very much, man. Anytime. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. And there you guys have it. That was my conversation with David Marks and the Beach Boys. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Be sure to check out uh, his website at surfcityallstars.com. And please be sure to go to my website at ICanHearMusicPod.com. And I hope to see you guys next time on the I Can Hear Music Podcast.